Hello everybody, welcome back to Discussing Doodles. The podcast where we talk about an animated movie from a different animation studio each week. Before we begin, we just want to say that some spoilers will be ahead. So if you've yet to see this movie and don't want it spoiled, stop listening now. Final disclaimer, when we get excited, we tend to swear. Although we talk about family movies, this isn't a family podcast. You You have have been been warned. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Discussing Doodles. I am Mark. I'm Luke. And we are in a shed Again. again. <laughs> so, again, apologise for echo, apologise for outside noise, but I think it's all right. There is a little anon- anomaly in this shed that sometimes a pigeon will land on the roof and go yes. for a walk. Yes, you'll hear some tap dancing, but that's just a pigeon. A pigeon. Pigeon. Um, <laughs> welcome, welcome back. Welcome back, have you missed us? <laughs> the chaos that is discussing doodles. It's Disney Toon Studios. Oh, my favourite studio. Is it actually? <laughs> I think it is. I I grew up watching their movies. Yeah. And, like, because I was a kid, I never made... Like, I think maybe if you just watch them as an adult without having that nostalgia for them, maybe they are a bit shit. Mm. But I think maybe, maybe wrongly, I'm just completely blinded by nostalgia. Yeah. But I grew up on so many Disney Toon movies that I rate just as highly as... Disney movies, you know? Yeah. I think this specific movie is quite a special one as well. Yeah. Um, we were talking earlier about the fact that this was the first movie you ever got on DVD. It was, back in the early 2000s. When DVDs were like... Brand new. Yeah. I yeah. remember opening it being like, oh my God, I've never had one of these before. It's like a CD, but it's got but it pictures. a movie. <laughs> yeah. And funny, funny, what was your first DVD? My first DVD was Monsters, Inc. Yeah, which we did the other week. Yeah. So, so it's quite, quite nice funny. to watch them so closely together, because to me they have very similar memories involved. They do, and a... I think... Because they were our first DVDs, we watched these films a lot. Well, for a time, they were our only Only DVDs, DVDs. yeah. So we would just have them on all the time. All the time. Like Monsters, Inc. and Aladdin, King of Thieves. On repeat. (laughs) On repeat, yeah. It's not a bad life. No. I'm still watching both again. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's jump straight in. Aladdin, King of Thieves. This is the second Aladdin movie that we've reviewed on Discussing Doodles. It's the third Aladdin movie. (laughs) There is. We still haven't done the first Aladdin film. <laughs> um, what do you think of it? What's your immediate? I love it. <laughs> That's it. You. It's a. I, do you know what? It's actually a good film, isn't it? Like, I'll say it now. I know we'll, we'll get to it eventually. The animation isn't great. No. And the legacy probably isn't great. No. But it's still a great film. Everything else holds up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see how this goes. Me too. I think I might be a bit Jen. Maybe too Jen. But I'm not sure. <laughs> Jen is in generous. Yes. Yeah, generation. Not. <laughs> Luke's got his own language and no one understands but Mark. <laughs> just to, I'm just here as a translator. <laughs> you are Luke translator. I don't know what I do but I do things without you. <laughs> um, okay, so let's jump straight into the story. What's going yes, on? Yes, what is the story in Balamori? Agrabah, should we say. Hmm. Um... Yeah, it's but this is spoilers as we say. There's always going to be spoilers here. Yeah. But the basic story is basically Aladdin finding out that the King of Thieves is actually his daddy. Mm. I mean, his father. <laughs> Daddy's a very different thing. 
for me. Um, yes, um, that's the basic story. Aladdin kind of presumed that his dad was dead, didn't have one. Or did he think he was dead or just went away? He thought he was dead. He dead, he, yeah. He died when he was young. Yes. And then suddenly discovers through a predictable plot twist that the King of Thieves actually his... He said Big D, that's even worse. <laughs> dad. It's his, it's his dad. dad. Yeah. I don't know why I'm coming up with these weird terms. Um, so it's kind of um, a bonding sesh. <laughs> God, I'm making it sound so gay. You shouldn't say bondage sesh. Yeah, thank God. But yeah, it's a, it's a, a, they're trying to build that father-son bond that mm. they have missed out on on so many years. Um but I think they, they come across a few hiccups as well because I think they're both subtly trying to change one another. Yeah, they are um, morally in different places. Yes, Aladdin very much doesn't want his dad to be a thief, let alone the king of them all. <laughs> and then Aladdin's dad very much wants Aladdin to be... The prince of thieves. The prince of thieves. So, yeah, yeah they're trying to bond but also trying to change each other. Yeah. It's an interesting dynamic, isn't it? Because Aladdin is so pure and I good. Even him. though back in the first Aladdin film, he was a thief. A riffraff street rat. A riffraff street rat. <laughs> he never did it out of a bad place, did he? No, he, did he it was out just hungry. He wanted survival. some bread. And then he gave the bread to the kids. Yeah, exactly. Pure. Pure. <laughs> All, like 100% pureness is yes. Aladdin. Yes. Whereas his father, Kasim, is much more of the sort of unambiguous yes. is he good is he bad is he we're not, quite, not sure. quite sure on his own team kind of mm. thing yeah. him and Iago have a nice bond they do and they're very similar in that respect and maybe that's why because Iago obviously uh, if you listen to the last Aladdin one is kind of Iago's story of turning from Jafar's side to Aladdin's side yeah. but he is still very much in the middle of that Although he is with the good guys, Iarco definitely would do bad things if he wanted to. Yeah. And I think Kasim is very much the same. And so in I the end of the like film, they actually go off together, don't they? They do, they and I really like that partnership. Yeah. I think we, we deserve to spin off of Kasim with his parrot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so yeah. good. Um, um, <laughs> obviously, we both at the same time. Obviously, the previous film, Aladdin film we watched, Return of Jafar, was essentially the pilot for the Aladdin TV series, which mm-hmm. is criminally still not on Disney+. Plus. Disgusting behaviour. Actually disgusting behaviour. And I've filled the out their form multiple times on their <laughs> to website get it, to, get to it ask on. for it to be on there, and they still won't do it. It sucks. So if everybody else could do that too, because I really want to watch the Aladdin TV series. Oh my series. God, it's so good, and I haven't seen it for years. So this is... So Return of Jafar was essentially the pilot yes. of the TV series. The King of Thieves is essentially the finale. Yeah, it's basically the end, isn't it? Um, and, and originally... It was going to be about one of the characters in the TV series. Do you remember Mo- Mo- Mosenrath? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the story was going to be that it turned out he was Aladdin's brother. Uh, he always made me laugh because he was kind of like this weird love child between Aladdin and Jafar. <laughs> yeah, he was. He did look like Aladdin. Yeah, but, but he acted like, acted like Jafar. Yeah. <laughs> and had Jafar's like magic. Um, and essentially what happened was some of the executives at Disney said, maybe it's not a great idea to to rely so heavily on the TV show because not everyone will have watched it yeah, and yeah, wants to watch the movie. Viewers, um, and then secondly, they couldn't get hold of the voice actor of, of Mosenrath. Oh. So they were like, oh, that kind of makes the decision for us, doesn't yeah. it, really? Okay. So they switched the story to being about Aladdin's father instead. Uh-huh. Um, 
And that's kind of how we ended up with I The like King that. of Thieves. Yeah. Oh, I've got my genre. Oh, I yeah, forgot to talk about it. the genre. So it's a 1996 American direct-to-video animated musical fantasy adventure film. I enjoy that the date has now made its way into the genre. Yeah, it has. <laughs> I feel like it just that's sounds good. more complete, you know. And, and that direct-to-video moment. That's mm. not really a genre, is it? But yeah, animated musical fantasy adventure. Yeah, just tick all that, those boxes. Does, it does. It does indeed. Yeah, that's my kind of movie: an animated musical fantasy adventure. I Give think me that story-wise, it certainly is stronger than Return of Jafar. I think so too. Return of Jafar again. I have the nostalgia for it, and I'm a Jafar stan, so I love it for that. But um, I do think, yeah, the story of this one's better. It's almost sort of got these really nice original ideas to it as well. Yeah. There's like the Oracle. Telling them where, like, that's, desires are. I think things. that's what makes it better, the original ideas, because Aladdin and Return of Jafar are all about this, the same couple of things. Yes. And the Return yeah. of Jafar is just, let's just dig up everything that was in Aladdin. Yes, and, and do it, it again. Yeah. Um, whereas this is, let's take the characters from Aladdin and put them in a very different situation. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like really enjoy. locations and things I love, like the Vanishing Isle and things yeah. like that. It's so good. Yeah, the it Hand of feels, Midas Yeah, it feels so and... fresh and cool. I know they're not really original ideas because they are all sort of taken from legends and things, but for Aladdin, as it, a. It adds series, more mythology to the franchise of Aladdin. Yeah, it does. And at this point, let's remember Aladdin was a real franchise. Yeah. You think that in 1992 they release a feature film, then a sequel in 94. 94 and 95, there was a TV show. Mm-hmm. And 96, there's a, a third film. Yeah. Like... Yeah, and then actually... That's after, like Avengers-level stuff it is, they're doing. Uh, talking <laughs> of, after this film, they had the Hercules-Aladdin crossover episode. Yes. Which was so which was good. Amazing. I can't even... Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Jafar's in the underworld and he Jafar's meets... Jafar's in the underworld and he meets Hades. It's so good. So good. Okay. Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Oh, yeah. Also, sorry, I was meant to say, this is inspired by, obviously, the story of Ali Baba and the 40, and the 40 thieves. thieves. But they replaced Ali Baba with Aladdin. Which makes sense. Get rid of one owl, bring in another Bring in another. Owl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, scoring. Um, so, for the story of Return of Jafar, you gave it a seven and I gave it a six. I definitely think, for me, this story is stronger me by too. a fair jump. So, yes. I'm actually going to give it an eight. Me too. Uh, Okay. Eight twins. Eight twins. Characters. <laughs> Eight twins. That's a lot of twins. <laughs> that's, a lot. that's 16 people. Wow. There you go. Characters. Um, you've got your familiar faces in this film. We've got Aladdin, the genie, Jasmine, Iago, Abu, the Sultan, and Razul, um, guards, and the magic carpet. Missing, Who? Raja. Oh my god, Raja died. Russia's not in it. Did he die in the show, do you reckon? That's really sad. He couldn't have. Maybe he just got put down. He's not in it. Like, what? <laughs> Why is he not in it? That's so true. Because she's got... Jasmine's got some like, sad, lonely scenes where she's in the palace. And normally yeah. she'd be hugging her tiger. But she's not. She's chatting to Jeannie instead. Jeannie, I think we need to have a quick chat about. We do, actually. Very exciting. Um, because for this movie... They somehow managed to get Robin Williams back. Yeah. And I think 1996, this is the height of Robin Williams' fame as yeah, well. Yeah, you feel like he was a busy, booked and busy man. Yeah, yeah. This but, is like in the middle of like, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire, Jumanji. Like, he just came in for one day and did yeah. like 
a 24 hours worth of recording yeah. and then left and they were like probably oh. didn't even look at the script no, once not once <laughs> and then he was just like see you later and they so were like cool we've got stuff to work with the scene where he is consoling Jasmine yes is 100% improvised from yes. Robin Williams got to be and he even put Mrs Doubtfire in there yes which I think is amazing because Mrs Doubtfire actually came out between his stints as the genie yes so obviously he couldn't reference Mrs. Doubtfire in the other, the other well, Aladdin one yeah. because he wasn't in it. So yeah. when he comes back, he references <laughs> it, which Doubtfire. I think is amazing. So good. So yeah, he left. He didn't want to do Disney anymore because they used his voice in marketing or something. Which he didn't, which agree, he didn't to. agree to. Yeah. Which I think we did touch on in the Return of Jafar podcast. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think they had new, more solid contracts for him this time around. They did. They also gave him a public apology. Um, and offered him a million dollar salary for this movie. Wow. So that's probably most of the budget. Most of the budget went to Robin Williams. Um, but um, I think the animators liked it, though, because Robin Williams had his Robin Williams energy that mm. the animators have to then, like, match. And there's nothing against Dan Castaneda, no, because I think he did a job. great job. Yeah. Um, and he actually recorded the dialogue for this film. Oh. So there is out there somewhere a recording of Dan Castaneda. Get the Dan cut out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I it. just want to see Doing it. Doing the genie. <laughs> but obviously everything would be, it would have to be reanimated because Completely. he wouldn't have done the same impressions. He no. wouldn't have done the same stuff and like the improvised stuff would have been different. Yeah. I'm certain that Dan Castaneda does his own improvisation He must as well. know how to. I mean, he is a comedic actor. Simpsons yeah. as well. And he plays over a hundred characters in The Simpsons. Yeah. The guy can probably make some stuff up on the spot. For sure. So I'm certain he did that too. But it would have been different. Yes. And it would be really interesting to see that. It would. I'd like that. Um, Do you know what's really impressive, though, is that this film is pretty much the same cast, voice-wise. Yeah. I know Robin Williams is big and exciting, but Aladdin is the same, Jasmine's the same, yeah. Iago's the same, Abu is the same, Razul is the same. Who does Abu? Frank Welker. <laughs> the <laughs> king. On, Frank. The king. Um, so, like, that's decent as mm. well. Um mm. The Sultan is the same from Return of Jafar because the voice actor did pass away. Yes. Um, is this Sultan the, the same guy that does Dr. Watson in Basil? That's my headcanon <laughs> because it, it sounds identical, but I haven't actually looked also, into it. Also, if he was going to be a mouse, he would probably look like Dr. Watson. Yes. Too. They yes. look similar. They do, don't they? Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> they do. And then obviously we have new characters, as we mentioned, Kasim, the King mm-hmm. of Thieves, Aladdin's dad, um, Saluk, who is... Uh, the new villain of the film, really, uh, who's kind of the sassy member of the Forty Thieves. Yes. Who kind of wants to be the king, doesn't yeah. he? Let's he's he's the, the usurper, really, isn't he? Yeah, he is Kasim's Jafar. Yes. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> he's like the advisor who wants more. Um, and then obviously there is like 40... Oh, I think someone's just started mowing their grass. So that's the ambience of... Uh, we apologise. Um, and then there is Forty Thieves as well, but... I don't know their names. <laughs> no. And the thieves are interesting characters because they're all kind of based on... like, like There's like different ideas about them. There's one yes. with, with who's really fat. There's yeah. one who's basically like a snake charmer and comes out on his rope. Yes. There's one that's sort of uh, Asian. Yeah, kung fu, kung like fu-y. fighter. We did both notice that at the start of this movie there is a disclaimer. Yes, on Disney+. Plus. On Disney+, Plus that says that um, there are some potentially... Racial, racial sort of stereotypes in there, and that wasn't right then, and it's no, it's still not right now. Um, but for the artistic integrity, they're going to leave the stuff in there. As privileged white people, it's kind of difficult to watch that and go, "Oh, that's that's what they're talking about." I know. Um, but there were a few moments where I thought, "Is that it?" And the the Asian 
thief is one of those moments where I was thinking because mm-hmm. he's very be much it. doing the hi and yeah. all that and it's yeah. like mm, is that yeah is that borderline yeah um, so there is there is a there is, maybe you guys should watch it and tell us what you think those True. moments well are. actually I think another thing as well which which happened so much more back in the 90s than it would ever today is that um, but then we could say this this is for Return of Jafar and Aladdin 1 as well is that these um Asian characters are all voiced by white people. That yes. wouldn't happen today. Yes, that's in true. Itself. That is true. So that is like Jasmine and Aladdin and well, the genie is. I suppose the genie is this. You don't get blue people. You don't. So oh, I think the genie's all right. The genie's all right. <laughs> Aladdin and Jasmine are voiced by white people, and I don't yeah. think that would happen today. Um, so there is that sort of issue as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, but in terms of the actual characters, I think the main cast are a really lovely bunch of characters. Another character we need to talk a little bit more about is Kasim. Um, yes. Because he's voiced oh, by... true. John Rhys Davies. Yes, he is. Um, Ugh, dirty, dirty. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's not um, so much of a big character anymore no because he's said I, some not very he nice said things some terrible things but i think most <laughs> listeners would probably know him as gimli, gimli in lord of the rings yeah. right um but he wasn't the original choice was he not no Who? they wanted sean connery oh damn and sean connery was lined up to play the part once he'd found out that robin williams was going to be involved oh my god um, but there was a scheduling conflict so they had to find someone else. And actually, John Reese davies is a Sean Connery sound-alike. They do sound oh, very similar. Right. So that's why they went with him. But Kasim's oh. design was designed as a mixture between Aladdin and Sean Connery. Yeah. So when you look at Kasim, you can see that. Sean Connery's the hottest James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure he still was in 1996. But I mean, probably not. <laughs> but if we're talking James Bonds, that's Luke's little opinion in there. <laughs> There we go. But yeah, so the characters are good. I think um, the new additions are great. Yeah, so the... Luke's a great villain. Yeah, he is. And Kasim obviously brings a lot of the plot. But in this movie, we are missing Jafar. We are, and that's sad. Mm, so Luke's is, not quite on the level. Not quite as good as he is as the antagonist for this film, he ain't no Jafar. No. Um, but yeah, they're a nice bunch of Kazis. <laughs> I think I'm going to give, I'm going to again raise the bar from Return Jafar. Because, oh, a little bow. Yeah, Spitting because rhymes. I think... What did we give? We both gave it a seven. Seven? I think Robin Williams being back as Genie. True, that's huge. I think the addition of, like, Kasim, Saluk. Yes, it's sad that we're missing Jafar, but everyone else is there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it an eight. Me too. Uh, eight twins. Eight across the board so far. Genie does wear a Jafar mask at one point and reference him. There was one time when we were younger because we used to play around with all the buttons on the DVD player. <laughs> yeah, because it was got new it. and exciting. It was new. And there's, there's a bit where one of the, the thieves says, what? And somehow we got it stuck so that it was literally for hours just going, what? 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 <laughs> Honestly, what? I expect it every time. Um, but there was one point where you managed to pause it as the genie was wearing his Jafar mask just as he came around the corner and you couldn't see any genie and it literally just looked like Jafar was Jafar poking was his back. head around the corner. I mean, that was Luke's dream. Um, but yeah, so eight. Uh, animation. Animazione. I could not find any information on this movie, animation-wise, online. Right. Um, 
Obviously, with the last movie, they were talking about the fact that it was split between a Japanese oh, yeah, there was studio a few studios. and an Australian one. I don't know what the situation is with this one. I assume it's basically made by the TV crew that made the TV show. Do you know what? Show. I think it's better than Return to Far's animation. I was going to say the opposite. Were you? No, I wasn't going to say the opposite. I was going to say that I think the animation standard is pretty much the same as Oh, okay. As Return I think Return to Far looks rougher for some reason. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the difference in studios. Maybe. I feel like this one seemed more complete. Like it was So I feel like it probably was probably. just one studio. For me there's the odd there's the odd moment where the characters just look off model. Yeah. Um it's it's clearly very cheap television animation. Yes. It's, it's it it is a nice looking film. The environments are very nice. And yeah, it, I mean it's it, not terrible know, animation. It's not terrible. It's watchable. Yeah. And it does look nice sometimes. <laughs> it's just it, it when you look at the Disney standard, when you if you compare it to Aladdin 1, Aladdin. which yeah. I would say is near on perfect, perfect. for animation. Yes. It's, it's nowhere near. Nowhere near. No. So You're I right. think like a fair score is going to have to be something like I gave Return of Jafar, which I gave a four, and I think I'm going to match it. Well, what did I give? You gave a five. That's what I was going to do again. Okay. Match it. Match it. Music. I've got the music in me. There's some Actually great songs magic. in this. Oh my god. This film has banging songs. Stupidly, I didn't look up who did the songs. I just wrote down the songs in my excitement. Oh, oh well. <laughs> Shall I have a look? Yeah, have a quick look. Have a quick look. But the songs are in- incredibly good. I, again, I don't know if I'm blinded by nostalgia here. But to me, they're so good. So opens, for the first time ever, it doesn't open with Arabian Nights. No, it doesn't. It opens with a big group number, mostly led by the genie, uh, called There's a Party Here in Agrabah. Mm-hmm. Um, because Aladdin and Jasmine are getting married. And I remember the trailers for this movie. Oh, started yeah. with, they're finally getting married. They're, they're finally, finally getting, getting married. married. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but that's like, that's that's a great like genie number, isn't it? That's, that's yes. good fun. And he does... Loads of like sort of impressions and different voices and transformations and all of this. Yes. But then there's also like you get a bit of the Agrabah residents join in. Yes. And then Aladdin and Jasmine have their little bits as well. Yes. Iago has a bit. Kasim yes. has a bit. It's great. Isn't it's such it? a great such opening a, like, number. Like musical style, full cast opening number. Yeah. Which I actually think. Disney Toon does really well. If you think about Goofy, Goofy movie, yeah. and stuff like that, like they know how to open with that musical style. Mm. Um, I couldn't find anything on the internet, but I've looked on Spotify, and the score is done by Mark Waters and Carl Johnson, and I've just got to assume that they do the songs as well. They might not. They might not, but we'll go uh, But they certainly do the score. And actually, speaking of score, this was the first time that it had... A new original score. Return of Jafar and the series just borrow from, from, the, from the first, the first film. film. So this had its own original score, which also brings a new fresh energy as well mm. as the story. Um, but yeah, all these great songs, like Mark was saying, Party Here in Agrabah. Um, we got Out of Thin Air. Which is a really cute My favourite. It's yeah. so beautiful. I can't even... Yeah, it's really nice. It's Aladdin's in having this sort of crisis where, he, you know, he doesn't know his father and he thinks, does it mean that he's not a good person and all of this? And Jasmine sort of steers oh him God. right, doesn't she? She's a queen. Yeah. She's a sultan. And uh, who doesn't love an Aladdin and Jasmine duet? I know, right? Sorry, they're always banging. Then we've got Welcome to the Forty Thieves, which is sort of serves as the... Uh, Big group number for the Forty Thieves. Yeah, and how they yeah. act and what their lifestyle is. 
probably my least favourite in the film. Yeah. But it's by no means a bad song. No, yeah, I agree. Sense. Yes. Um, then we've got Father and Son, which is a genie number. Yeah. <laughs> you love a genie number. You have to have a genie number. It happens in all three films. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a main like bonding moment for Aladdin and Kasim. Uh, are you in or out a villain song yeah, which, which is also happens <laughs> in all three films yeah. you have to have a villain song uh, and then we end with Arabian Nights it does feature it does feature <laughs> but right at the, the end. ending and it's a great version because he literally just goes Arabian Nights it keeps it going he basically sings like a whole verse with just night <laughs> with just one word um, so good yeah the soundtrack is banging. Mm. The score is good. The score too. is great. It's got some really, sort of, some really sort of good themes of its own. Yeah, and it incorporates the music into it, which makes me think the the guys who did the score oh. did do the songs. Wow, we've got some extreme background noise going on here. Extreme lawn mowing. Lawn mowing. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Little stroke. Um, the music is great. My favorite. Do you have a, Do you have favorite songs? My favorite song is probably. I'd probably have to go as a party here in Agrabah just because I think it's such yeah. a great, big, wonderful opening. Yeah. Isn't it? Mine's out of thin air, but I think Are You In or Out is also there as a fierce contender. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's cracking. I honestly recommend this film because you need to hear the music. Hear these songs. Like, I am so certain good. that um, Father and Son, mm. part of the melody of Father and Son, Features in You've the Aladdin musical. Always said this, and I cannot hear it. There is a when we finish the podcast, I'm going to play it to you. I right? cannot hear it. I want you to play me Father and Son, and then I'm going to play you the bit I'm talking about. There is a bit in Friend Like Me, because the Friend Like Me from the stage show is so much bigger and longer yeah. than the Friend Like Me in either the of the movies. Yeah. Um, there is a bit where it's going all over the place melodically, and at one point, I am certain, certain there is a bit from. Father and son in there. We'll get back right. to you on that because yeah. I'm, uh, I'm we're, gonna... we're split down the middle. Here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, m- the music is great. I I really love it. Um, so I good. don't know if I think it's better than the second movie, music wise. Do you not? I think it's probably the same. What's in the second film that's getting you so worked up? <laughs> Iago and Jasmine. Song. Oh, you fucking love that. That's fine. It is a good song. Forget about love. Forget, yeah. Forget, Forget about, about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it is good, and it ends on Aladdin and Jasmine singing together. Ends which, on Aladdin as I've and Jasmine said, singing is together. Is top tier. And in this, yeah, there are some other great songs. In and that they have a villain film. song as well. They have which a is great, great song. Yeah. Of, um, what was it called? You're only second. You're only second rate. Yeah. That is good. Genie has a great song. There's nothing <laughs> in the world quite like a friend. That's my Homer Simpson impression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like, so true. I think I think it matches. What did we give? So you gave it an eight. I gave it a seven. So I'm going to match my seven. Okay, I'm going to go one up and give it a nine. Wow, okay. Legs. Legs. I have two. Mark has two. Some people don't. Oh. <laughs> it's too dark, isn't it? I'm so sorry to be so dark on this Sunday morning. <laughs> Some people don't. Some people don't. Um... um I mean, maybe not the best legacy in the whole wide world, but it has some. It has some things running for it. Yeah. The main one being, Robin Williams is back. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, that's that's 
what you want when you go to watch a Disney genie. Yeah. No disrespect to Dan, no disrespect to Will Smith, but you want I to really see I really think Williams. that Dan Castaneda does a great job. For sure. He is a worthy replacement. He is. And actually, to an extent, I think Will Smith does a good job as For well. For sure. He was also a good... The best, well, one of the best choices out of living actors. Yeah, one of. One of, for sure. <laughs> there, was, there was perhaps some others that would yeah. have been just as good. I would have gone with Neil Patrick Harris. But oh, I would have gone for Jim Carrey. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe they are too white. Maybe they are, yeah. Maybe they're going down that sort of Broadway. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Vibe. Oh, yeah. RuPaul. <laughs> RuPaul would have been so good. Um, I, I yeah. <laughs> I, I, for me, if I were, were Disney, I would have been saving Will Smith for Mushu. Because I've heard his donkey impression <laughs> in I Am Legend. So I know that he does right. Eddie Murphy right. kind of stuff. Kind of stuff. So I would have been saving him for Mushu and I would have had Mushu in Mulan. And that's 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 right. what I would have done with Will Smith if I were Disney. But I'm yeah. not. So you got You're something not. slightly worse. So you got Will Smith as <laughs> a genie and some stupid phoenix in Mulan instead. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> but Robin Williams, <laughs> off, off going back on route, Robin Williams was in this film. He was, and, and that he was, was great. Yeah. Um, VHS sales were really strong with this movie. They were stronger than they were for um, Return, Return to Far. Um, they also were talking about doing an Aladdin 4. They um, were. In 2005, they were looking to do it, which is relatively He's recent. Like, it's quite yeah. a big gap between the others. Um I would have loved to have seen it. I don't know whether that ended up being Nazira's Revenge, if that's what that I was. I think that might have been earlier than 2005, was Maybe, it? Maybe, yeah, I don't know. But that was um, banging. That, that was, was a great game. Banging game. Anybody who had... What was it on? PlayStation 1, wasn't PlayStation it? PlayStation 1, yeah. Nazira's Revenge, the Aladdin game. That was top I, might, I bet you the cutscenes from that are on YouTube. They've I got might to watch be. that. We should. <laughs> um, it basically was Jafar's sister, wasn't it? Trying yeah. to get revenge. I'm convinced she was Jodie Benson as well really I think it was Jodie Benson queen absolute queen goddess anyhow um, <laughs> another tangent we went on for for legacy for the return Jafar I gave it a five I went down the middle middle road mm-hmm. now I feel because Robin Williams is in this I have to bump it up one so I'm going to give this a six for legacy okay what did I give it you gave it a six okay so maybe I should do the same and one up it Seven. So well, it did also have um, it won awards, Annie Award and a World Animation Award for Best Home Video Production. Okay. And um, there was two comic book adaptations of this film. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. One done by Disney Adventures and the other done by Marvel. I'd be interested to see what those are like. You know. Me too. Um, just this isn't anything to do with legacy or anything, but I just something that I thought would be fun to point out in the wedding scene at the start. Yeah. Um, if you pause it and look among the guests, you can see some characters from the TV show that oh my showed God, up on the TV no show, way. which I think is a really cute sort of attention. That is, I love that. Little cameo. So let's do some maths. <laughs> so for story, we both gave it an eight. Yes, eight twins. For characters, we both gave it an eight. Yes. For animation, you gave it a five, I gave it a four. Okay. For music, you gave it a nine, I gave it a seven. Uh-huh. And for legacy, you gave it a seven, I gave it a six. 70 out of 100. That ain't that bad, you know. That's a great score. And I feel like that might be one of the highest scores for for Disney Toon Studios. 
it, it might be their personal best. I think a Goofy movie was quite high. Let me have a look. So what was their first one? So the first one was DuckTales. Oh, DuckTales got 55. So we're definitely beating that. Then you've got Return of Jafar, which got 62. 62. And then it was Goofy, which got 70. 70. So they've matched their PB. They've matched. And to be fair, Goofy and King of Thieves, cracking. They are. Good movie. Seven, seven, in discussing Doodle's terms, 70 is a great movie. I mean, yeah. I mean, our highest movie ever is 82. Yeah. So 70 is so not far Once you get into that. the 70s, it's a great film. Yeah. I think if you hit 70, Mark and Luke are big fans. Yeah. Essentially, sure. yeah. Everything that's 70 plus, we're great fans of. Yeah. 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 They are good movies. Yeah. Um, so I'd recommend this one to you peeps at home. Me too. It's um, it's a very fun watch. Yeah. And um, actually, I'd be interested in hearing someone's opinion who didn't watch it as a child. Yes, me too. If you've too. never seen it before, watch it and then give us a little review because yeah. that would be really interesting to see if we are blinded by nostalgia. Or yeah. Um, so next week is Ooh. Blue Sky Studios. Um, and I believe it is Horton Here's a Who. Oh, yeah, talking to Jim Carrey. Talking to Jim Carrey. Is he in that? I'm sure he's Horton. Ho- I do not know that. I think he is. <laughs> or maybe, maybe not, because he was the Grinch, wasn't he? He's too many Doctor Zeus characters maybe. otherwise. Um, this is going to be fun to watch, because obviously we've mentioned Horton Here's a Who before when talking about the Lorax, because of Chris Meliand- Mel- Melodandry, yes. um, who left Blue Skies to start Illumination. So it'd be interesting to see if there's any sort of synergy between that. So I'm interested to watch it. I would say with Dr. Zeus stuff is that they are fun, but you have to be in a very specific headspace for them. Yeah, they feel really weird. Yeah. (laughs) Really weird. I can't say that. (laughs) Really weird. Really weird. I also can't say Great Western Railway. (laughs) That's really hard. Isn't that hard? Great Great Western Railway. Yeah. It's really hard. It's like Railway, where it's like like Wales taking people somewhere. And I put a W in the Great, because I just pre-planned the Western Railway. Western Railway. Some Great Western Railway. And I can't say really weird. (laughs) <laughs> I just can't tell it's Jonathan Ross Jonathan Ross Jonathan Ross um, Horton Horton yeah so that's next week uh, Blue Sky Studios we're going back to CGI which you know whatever <laughs> Blue Sky's cute though yes I'm a big fan of Blue Sky we do like Blue Sky a bit of um, <laughs> which obviously doesn't exist anymore Blue Sky it doesn't which is sad mm. but you know sometimes when things have a limited run I love them more mm. Because I know they're never going to get tarnished or ruined and I can go back and appreciate. Yeah, that's a nice nice way to think about it. Thank you very so much. So in the meantime, <laughs> Luke, where can we find you? You can find me at Lukey Reed, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Eric, tell us. I'm so excited. You can find me at ActuallyMJR on Twitter, at ActuallyMJR underscore 2.0 on Instagram. Make sure to follow the show at Disc Doodles on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us on Letterboxd by searching Discussing Doodles or <laughs> actually MJR, where we have a, far, a full list of all the movies so that you can, you can look at it. I mean, you did well. Well, I mean, I giggled my way through it, but you know, this one we disgusting doodles. Disgusting doodles. I was going to say disc doodles, and I realised it's not just disc doodles. It's he has slipped in the arse. Disgusting, disgusting doodles. <laughs>
We got there. It's yeah. all right. Yeah, something happened. Something I don't know, happened. don't know if it was correct or not, but... <laughs> An attempt was made. As ever, thank you very much to anybody that's listened this Thanks far in. Yeah, I feel like when we start... When you see where can we find you, people turn off. Just let off the Mark's going to fuck it. this up, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've done it. Bye. Um, we'll see you next week. See you next week for... Oh, Morton. <laughs> I forgot what it was called. Bye, have a good time.